go ahead and welcome uh, Mr. Mac Corder this morning. Mac, come on up here. Come on up. Come on up. I'm not going to tell you your household and your life, all those kids and all those girls that you have and all of that, but um, we've just watched his life. We've watched how he's navigated a very busy life. We've watched how he's navigated business life. And there seems to be something that just stands out about Mac every time I'm around him. You can go ahead and be seated. That, that stands out for me about Mac, and he's consistent. He's consistent with his walk with God. And uh, as we were talking here a couple, three weeks ago, we said, you know, it'd be interesting for the church just to hear from his heart about the heart for the house. Not born and raised here on the Outer Banks. You know that always glitches you a little bit here on the Outer Banks. But I tell you what, man, when you begin to see maybe even the story that he shared with you today, I guarantee you, you'll have a heart for your house at home. Come on, give it up for Mac one more time. We love you, man. All right. Thank you very much, Pastor. Can you all hear me okay? <clears throat> Good morning. Good morning. It's awesome to be a house in the God today, is it not? Um, Pastor um, asked me to preach, and I am really, really privileged to do that. But I thought maybe I should start by telling you a little bit about myself. Um, some of you know me. Some of you have seen me. And some of you are like, I've never seen this character in my life. Um, so my wife and I, Annie, um, Annie and my wife, Annie is my wife, okay? And we moved here from Pennsylvania two years ago with her five girls. Now, when you hear somebody say, I have five girls, the first thought that goes through your head is probably, this guy is nuts, okay? So let me share a little bit about how that happened. When we got married 16 years ago, we couldn't have kids of our own. And so we decided to do foster care. And so we got our oldest daughter, Michaela, right out of the hospital when she was two days old. And then six weeks later, we found out we were expecting. <laughs> and so today, Michaela is 12. She'll be 13 in December. Daniela is going to be 12 next Sunday. And a year after that, Havala came along. And then two years after that, we were out in Chicago. And we got a call from Children and Youth Services. And they said, hey, we have a three-month-old girl. She needs a home. Would you take her? And we said, yeah, sure, we'll do that. And they said, okay, we're going to drop her right off. And I said, no, 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 I'm not going to be home until 5 o'clock tonight. And they said, we'll be there at 5.05. And they were. <laughs> and so Sky is now 7, and then our baby Eva is 3. Um, and some of you knew Eva long before you knew me. Is that not right? Yeah. So we had the privilege of doing foster care in Pennsylvania for 10 years. We had 17 children in our home. And we also um, mentored 20-something foster parents and kind of showed them the ropes. So um, even though today I do know a little bit about children, I want you to know that I feel very inadequate to be up here today, okay? Because first of all, I am not a perfect husband, and I am not a perfect father, and I fall short every day. But um, today, if you would, please turn with me to Matthew chapter 7 in your phones, your Bibles, refer to the screen. The passage here is Jesus. He's talking on the Sermon on the Mount. He's wrapping up his sermon. And this is what he says. Anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. 
Though the rains come in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. I think I speak for everybody in this house today that we want our house to be built on God. We want our house to be built on a solid rock. And so when the storms of life come, it doesn't collapse. And today what I want to do is I want to give you three principles of how we do that. In the beginning, God established three relationships. He established our relationship with him. He established our relationship with our spouse. And he established our relationship with our children. Let's talk about our relationship with God first. First of all, it starts with, if you would put Joshua 24, 15 up on the screen, please. Um, it starts with making a commitment to have a God-honoring home. We need to make a commitment to honor God in our homes, okay? Joshua here is at the end of his life. He's pushed the, the, um, the Canaanites out of the land of Israel. When he calls Israel to him, he's on his deathbed. And he says to them, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the God which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It comes down to a choice. As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. As for you and your house, you will serve the Lord. Now once we make that choice, then we need God's help. Because we can't execute it on our own power, can we? We need his help, okay? And so it is vital for us to spend time with God every day. Last week, we talked about our physical house and how we need to take care of our temple, okay? We need to feed ourselves physically. We also need to feed ourselves spiritually, and we do that by spending time with him. Now, how I do it looks different than how my wife Annie does it. Where? There you are. Okay, okay. <laughs> the last thing I hate is when I speak and she's not in the room. Like, I, I just need her here, okay? So, okay, so anyway... Um, where was I? Okay, so it looks differently how I spend time with God as opposed to my wife. What I like to do is I like to get up first thing in the morning before my kids are up, and I grab my cup of coffee, and I head out to the back porch, and I spend that time with him, okay? And I probably speak for all of you when I say that lots of times the time I spend with God in the morning is the highlight of my day, all right? One thing I am working on, though, is to try to keep that line of communication with God open all day long. When I get a phone call, unless it's a telemarketer, and I see that it's a client or it's a friend or something, before I answer that phone, I say, God, just give me wisdom here, okay? Keeping that link with God is so vital um, for us. Sometimes people will say to you, oh, God is just your crutch. You know what? We all have crutches, all right? But somebody once said that God is not my crutch. He is a complete life support system. We all get to a point where we reach rock bottom, and all we've got is God. But can I tell you that when we get to the point where God is all we've got, we find out that God is all we need. <laughs> so we, first of all, our relationship with God needs to be in the right place. Second of all, we have a relationship with our spouse. Okay, now, I want to make something absolutely clear here today. I am not talking to you ladies, okay? First of all, I'm not qualified. Second of all, I don't want you to throw your shoes at me. And thirdly, I don't want to be in the doghouse when I go home today. I want to take a nap. <clears throat> okay, so I'm talking to you guys, all right? Um, 
And guys, I'm going to give you both barrels, but I want you to know that I'm actually talking to myself, okay, because I fall short every day and my wife reminds me of that pretty frequently. <laughs> All right, so Ephesians 5, 25, 26, and 28. Can we get that up there? Okay, so for husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love to himself. Notice here, God doesn't say, guys, we're supposed to love our wives more than we do ourselves because that's impossible, okay? We just need to love our wives as much as we do ourselves, and that is hard enough, is it not, okay? The second thing is, as I see here, is that we need to lead by example. Just like Christ led the church, he never led us from behind, did he? He led us out in front. He never asked his disciples to do something that he didn't do himself. We need to lead by example. One thing I found out very soon after I got married is women love it when their husbands lead. As long as you lead them in the way they want to go. If you try to lead them in a way they don't want to go, it gets complicated very fast, okay? So we need to lead by example. And the third thing that I want to bring out to you here is this, is that um, if you have something that you want your wife to work on, don't tell her. Tell God. <laughs> Talk to God about it, okay? And I don't mean one of these prayers, God, please help my wife, she needs help. Okay, what I mean is a prayer like, God, help my wife and I gr to grow closer to you and to grow closer to each other. Help me to understand where she's coming from and help her to understand where I'm coming from. So we see, first of all, our relationship with God. We see, second of all, our relationship with our um, wives. And now let's talk about our kids. I told my kids yesterday morning, I said, hey, I can't yell at you today because I'm talking about parenting tomorrow. <laughs> Can I just get really real with you all here for a second? Parenting is hard, is it not? How many of you would say that parenting is the hardest thing you've ever done in life? Yeah, a lot of hands, a lot of hands. Parenting is hard when you walk into your kid's bathroom and for the 40th time you find their toothbrush on the floor propped up against the toilet. Parenting is hard when you walk out into your garage and find all the insulation stripped off the walls. Parenting is hard when you buy a $90 can of Benjamin Moore paint and you find your kids use it for an art project. Parenting is hard when you step out of the shower and you answer the phone and it's the 911 operator and they say, hello, sir, we just got a call from this resident. It sounded like a kid was on the phone. Is everything okay? And you're like, yes, officer, everything is fine now, but in three minutes it will not be. <laughs> Parenting is hard when you turn on the AC in your car and you get hit in the face with a bunch of goldfish crackers because somebody took a whole box and dumped it in the exhaust vents. Parenting is hard when you tell your kids, hey, when you get back from fishing, I want you to put the bait in the freezer, and I want you to put your gear in that box over there. So what do they do? They put the bait in the box, and they put their gear in the freezer. <laughs> Parenting is hard when you take 20 hours with your wife to wrap Christmas gifts, and you stick them in the spare bedroom, and then you find out that two three-year-olds in your house went and unwrapped them all. You see, kids are superhuman, all right? There is nothing you own that they cannot break. There is nothing clean that they cannot make dirty. There is nothing organized that they cannot mess up. There is no silence they can't shatter, and there is no sleep they cannot disturb. 
Now, my kids told me today not to embarrass them too much, and I am definitely stepping over the line. So I do want you to know that some of this stuff happened a long, long time ago. All right? Obviously, I'm not struggling with bitterness or anything. All right? And we guys, we have it so much better than you moms do. You have it two, maybe five times more than we do. I mean, at least we guys, we can go to the bathroom without being disturbed. But can I tell you something here, guys? Have you ever noticed that the things that are most meaningful in life are not easy? The things that are important in life and the things that are significant in life and the things that have lasting value are hard. Parenting is hard because parenting is important. Parenting is hard because it has lasting value. In the eyes of God, I don't see too much that's more important than their children. And so what I want to tell you about today here is we're going to talk about the kids. I am really running short of time here. But um, what I want to say is this, is that sometimes my wife and I have been asked, hey, um, I don't know how in the world to do foster care. Like I could never give the kids up. All right. But, you know, can I tell you something? That regardless of whether your kids are biological kids or whether they're foster kids or whether they're adopted kids, they're not your kids. They belong to God. He's loaned them to you. He has loaned my kids to me. And he asks us to steward them just as we're supposed to steward our money and steward our time and steward our talents. We're to steward our children for him. I'm going to give you six things that I look at Scripture very, very quickly about what I see about how we steward our kids for him. First of all, we need to dedicate our children to God. Once or twice a year we have a service here. We dedicate the kids. It's awesome, okay? But dedicating your children should not be a once-in-a-lifetime event. It should be something that you do often. God, I give these kids to you. They're not mine. They're yours. And I give them to you to use as you see fit. Number two, we need to like our children. Now you say, like our children? Don't you mean love our children? No, I don't have to tell you that because you love your children, okay? And your kids know that you love them, okay? I have dealt with a lot of biological parents that were not capable to raise their kids, and yet every one of them loved their kids, all right? But here's what I mean by liking our kids is so many times we're quick to tell them when they've fallen short, but we don't tell them when they've done a great job. Second of all, all of our kids have strengths and weaknesses, do we not? And lots of times, if we're not thinking about it, we, um, we amplify some of their strengths, we encourage some of their strengths, and some of their weaknesses just really get on our nerves. Lots of times, it's the kid that is most similar to us, okay? <laughs> right, right? We need to like our kids for who they are, okay? Thirdly, we need to teach our children. Deuteronomy ch- uh, chapter 6, verses 4 through 7. We talked about this passage last time. Um, Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the Lord alone. You must love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. You must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, and when you're getting up. Uh, This doesn't have to be an hour-long revival service at your house every night, okay? It can just simply be five minutes before you go to bed, you read a Bible story to them. It can be as you're going down the road and you're listening to Christian music, hitting the pause button and saying, hey, kids, what do you think that means there, okay? It means just praying over your kids first thing in the morning. That's what it means. Um, Fourthly, discipline our kids, all right? Discipline our kids, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 13. Don't fail to discipline your children. The rod of punishment won't kill them. Uh, um, 
the only thing I see in scripture about how to discipline our kids is spanking them. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't take away privileges from time to time and that we should not um, ground them. And obviously, the older they get, certainly we need to do that. But what baffles me is nobody wants to spank their kids anymore. And this is what God tells us to do. Fifth, we need to apologize to our kids. Okay, tell you a really quick story here. Um, a long, long time ago, my wife asked me to vacuum the house, and so I gathered up all the toys, I put them away, and in the split second it took me to go open the closet door, pull out the vacuum, shut the door, and turn around, there was 100 toys on the, on the floor, okay? And I said, kids, I just cleaned up this place. What are you thinking? Get to your room now. And so all three girls at the time run to their room, okay? They're crying. Now, let me tell you something about boys, okay? Boys, if you yell at them, they're going to go up to their room, they're going to pull out their Nerf gun, and they're going to shoot at your picture on the wall. <laughs> girls don't do that. They just cry, okay? Somebody is always crying at my house. Okay? <clears throat> Sometimes I cry just to fit in. <clears throat> but anyhow, so I walk back to the back room, and here these kids are. They're in a group hug crying, okay? And I said, guys, I am so sorry, and I am so so sorry that I got mad at you. But you know what the thing is? Is God even gets mad at us sometimes, all right? But he says that his anger lasts only for a moment. And so I've told my kids repeatedly, you know, I'm going to get angry at you, but you never have to worry about me still being mad at you an hour from now. Or, frankly, most of the time, it's not even five minutes, and I've calmed down, okay? My anger lasts only for a minute, okay? And then last but not least, pray for your children. Pray for your children. Um, I'm going to go through these really, really quickly. Pray that they'll get saved at an early age. Pray that they will be protected in every way. Pray that they will come back to God if they ever stray. Pray that they will pick good friends. Pray that they will pick a good spouse. And pray that they'll be totally devoted to God. Guys, just to wrap up here. We want our house to be built on, on the solid rock that is him, okay? It's challenging times in which we live, right? Our home should be a place of refuge for all of us. And on the authority of the word of God, if we have a relationship with our spouse and God himself and with our children in the right place, and we're building on the solid rock that is God, when the rains come and the floods come, it will not collapse it will stand firm. Pastor. Will you stand up with me? You know, in, in, in my world of technicality, of pastoring and doing this right here, I've been doing it a long time. Never have I seen someone do what he just had to do in a matter of 18 minutes. And did you get something out of it? Praise God. Now the 15 minutes, 18 minutes is not his fault. I got running my mouth too much earlier. I'll take the blame for that. We're not going to do that second service. We're going to make sure he has more time. The only reason I say that, come back if you want to. Get the rest of the story. I saw his notes before we got up here this week. You did well. You covered it all, but there's more, a lot more that we could hear.
we've asked Mac actually just from the experience that we've just learned from today, just a little bit into his life, and, and I'm sure it resonated with maybe even some of your life. There's even a place he was going to talk about single parenting, another place of world that's not even really connected on you know, the husband and wife piece. It's another whole world of expectation. And he's got such wisdom even in that area. But we've asked him because you can definitely, can you recognize in the world of passion, not passion, but in the world of uh, Christian world, we would call it the anointing. We would call it having a grace or the ability of God in a certain area. Can you recognize that here? So we've asked him to actually pray. We want him to pray over everyone in this house. But before we do that, I'm going to ask everyone to bow your heads. And in any realm of parenting, I know this is a blanket statement, but any realm of parenting, if you're willing to admit before God, you're struggling, you're challenged in that area right now. You know, sometimes we take a step of acknowledging before God, even with the show of a hand, and what that does is it does more for ourselves to make a mark of moment, but God sees that hand. And then what you do when that hand is raised God says, you know what, I'm going to bring my grace and my anointing and power for you to make it just through today, if that's just today. Or even in the future, kids are tough. <laughs> and the world we live in is really confused, but God's not confused. And he's not confused on how to do it. As a matter of fact, his way of doing it is the light way, it's the easy way, it's the grace way. So if anybody here right now, you're struggling in, in, in that area, no one's looking but Mac and I, no one's looking at all. Raise your hand. We want to pray with you. We want to acknowledge and pray with you. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand in the back. I see that hand there. Every head bow, every eye close. I see that hand over here. I see this hand over here to my right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Acknowledging that to heaven. Acknowledging that to God. There's power in agreement. And when we come in agreement, we make power available, much power, one translation says, for you to walk out today in a grace that you didn't have when you came in and to be able to walk in that victory. As our eyes are still closed about, Mac, would you pray over us right now? Dear Holy Father, we come before you and we thank you for everybody in this room today. They are here and that is half the battle. Lord, I just pray for our homes. Lord, I pray for these fathers that they would love their wives as much as they do themselves. Lord, I pray that you would just give them wisdom to lead their family in the way that they need to go. Lord, I pray for these moms. So many times they lose their identity with their children, but help encourage them to know that you love them so much and they cannot be doing a more special job than ministering to their children. And Lord, I just pray especially for our children here, Lord. I just pray that not only would they accept you as their Lord and Savior, but that they would love you with all their heart. Lord, that at the end of our journey, that they would pick up that baton and that they would run with it. Lord, I just pray that if they ever get off of the straight and the narrow path, that you would use every means necessary to bring them back to you. And Lord, I just pray that our ceiling as parents will be our children's floor for what they do for you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Will you just celebrate with Mac with me one more time? Thank you for Ann, Miss Annie back here on the keys.
Thank you, Mac. You're amazing. Thank you. Absolutely amazing. If you were online with us and you had a chance to listen to that, uh, it'll be available on Tuesday back online. You can listen to that again, and then you'll be able to pull it up anytime during the week on our social media platforms. Thank you again, guys, for coming out. Children's Fest, come out, hook up with us. Love to have you there. Invite some people out. You're dismissed. We love you. Don't get wet on the way out. I know it's raining, but we love you. Have a great day, guys. Hello everyone. Hey, I'm Pastor Stephen. This is Pastor Tiffany. We just want to thank you for joining our online worship experience today. And uh, grateful to have you. we got some information that we want to pass on to you. Maybe you can connect up with us here real soon uh, back on another online worship experience. We'd love to connect with you. And if you just take a moment and download our Coastal Family Church app, you're going to find a great card on that section. Just take a moment and submit that and fill that out. We'd love to put a free gift in your hand and also slip a letter in the mail letting you know more about Coastal Family Church and any upcoming events we have. Maybe this is your first time with us, and again, we just want to say thank you. If you call Coastal Family Church your home, we want to let you know that there's a several ways that you can give, also on our app or on our website. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. Pastor Stephen? Hey, we'll see you soon.